And now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes to chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Good evening, Southern California. I'm your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan and Wendy are off tonight, but we've got a special show lined up for you. For the past few days, I've been late in Lake Havasu, Arizona. And attending the BASS Elite Pro Tournament at Lake Havasu. Spent the past few days getting a bunch of interviews. I was there on Friday. Got interviews with some of the top names in bass fishing. And then on Saturday, had a chance to interview the fishermen that finished in the top 12. Don't know what I'm going to be able to do by Sunday night, but I've got to tell you, I've got a great show lined up for you. Also tonight, besides interview with some of the top bass fishermen in the United States, we also have Phil Friedman with his report coming up on what the, is happening in our local Southern California waters. And then also Captain James Nelson is going to be reporting. So sit back and relax. I've given a bunch of information for Ben to put together. Don't exactly know how it's worked out, but I think whatever it is, you're going to enjoy the views that the pros from all over the country have about fishing our waters here not only in the california delta but also at lake mead so here it comes sit back and relax hey here we are it's friday we're in the weigh-in you know the guys are uh, vying for the uh, top 50 and i have with me clifford perch and clifford you had a good first day how'd second day go for you uh you know it went real well um I, i've got a pretty good bag and uh I should move up a little bit, so uh, you know I'm I'm happy with it. It was a good day. How's it feel uh, almost being in your hometown? I know you're from Payson, Arizona. I think you still come from Payson, do you not? Yeah, yeah. I'm about four and a half hours away, but this is as close as we get to home, home water. Home water. That's yeah. right. So you know we'll be in Kentucky and Maryland soon enough, but for now this is this is pretty fun. Well, time to get some good points and finish high in the standings for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about fishing over at Havasu. You feel comfortable uh, here? Is this a body of water you know? Yeah, you know, I've done well here, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of these desert southwest uh, lakes that uh, that I really like, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been good to me the last couple of days, and, uh, you know, I'd like to just just uh, keep the gas down and try to 
try to get them a little longer. And now are you having to travel a lot for your fish? You know, we've had two really days of windy conditions, kind of typical for Lake Havasu, except the temperatures have been a little bit down. Has that changed your game plan a little bit, or are you still uh, in stride to what you plan to do? Well, you know, I haven't been able to fish a few different aspects that, uh, you know, have quite a bit of wind on them, and, uh, you know, if it changes, I might might do uh, do some different areas, you know, over the next couple of days. You know, if I'm fortunate enough to go, you know, go all the way, uh, you know, I I, uh, I could do a little bit of expanding. But, uh, yeah, we've had quite a bit of wind, and it's, you know, it's kept things pretty uh, limited as far as, you know, what, what I've been wanting to do. Well, Clifford, we look forward to having a great bag of fish here on the second day and getting into the top 50. And I got a feeling we're going to be talking to you uh, maybe into Sunday. Well, I hope so. I'd sure like that. It, you know, it looks like I'll be able to go tomorrow and... Uh, you know, if, if I can do it again, then, then maybe it'll be that way. But, uh, you know, I'll work on tomorrow and hope, hopefully catch them. Thanks for spending some time with us, Clifford, and good luck to you up there. You bet. Thank you. All right. Hey, we're with Brett Aller here in line, and, and Brent, boy, what a swing you've had out here uh, uh, to the West Coast. Uh, how's it gone for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's been going well. I got a good check at uh, Delta. I'll get a good check here. Uh, I'm going to make the cut. Uh, so I'm excited to be out west and fish out here. I haven't fished here since 2010, so it's wow. really fun to come out here again and actually fish, you know, fairly close to home. Well, did you feel like you were fishing in home waters? Or, you know, a lot of the, uh, the fishermen that have fished out here over the years at Lake Havasu, they just can't believe how this lake has changed and how much more productive it's become. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit, but, you know, I, I've only fished here three times since 2000, so, you know, I haven't fished here that much, but... Um, it's changed. Every time I've been here, it's gotten better and better. So I wish we were here in March. I would have really liked to see some of the bigger stringers. Than, you, know, you know, I feel bad for you guys because you come to some of the greatest places in the world to fish, and it's just like you just don't have the opportunity to really fun fish. Yeah, the fishing's great right now. I mean, it's decent for you know this time of year, but... Uh, yeah, if we could have come here in March, it would have been a completely different oh, story. Uh, you know, well, BASS tries to schedule you guys at the prime times in all the lakes, and I've got to tell you, from what we see, you guys show up at bodies of water that aren't necessarily known for big bags, big, uh, big bags of fish or big fish, and you turn that around. You guys figure it out. Yeah, there's a lot of really good fishermen here, and that you know definitely plays a role. I mean, you go somewhere and these guys figure it out. You know, there's no tricks here. The fish are mostly shallow, and some are deep, and you know, these guys are so good; they can run around. Doesn't matter where you go; they've never been there before. They can still catch them. Yeah, I, just how do, how do you how do you keep that competitive edge? Because there are so many good guys coming on up here, and now all of a sudden you feel like the old pros, and you see those young bucks behind you. Yeah, you just have to, you know, you just fish as hard as you can, and just hopefully it pans out. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't, but you know, all you can do is fish as hard as yeah, you can. Maybe chalk it up to experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope they get a chance to bring you on out here again. Uh, you know, uh, Lake Havasu is such a great fishery, but we have some other great fisheries too. And even even though mead is a little bit down, it's got to be it's a fun place to fish. I, I love fishing mead. You know, it's, it's a tough place to fish. But I love fishing tournaments there. It's just a place that I really feel like I understand. And even when it's really tough, I, I hate it, but I know I can do well there in the tournament. So. Uh, I, I would love to see him go out there because I think a lot of these guys would struggle there. It's like no other body of water in the country for sure, and you really do have to figure things out. And even though the water level's down, uh, you still have uh, 1,200 miles of shoreline to fish. Yeah, yeah, there's so much water there, it's ridiculous. You just you get lost in that place. Well, listen, you're getting close to getting up here on stage. I know we're going to be speaking to you on Saturday, and 
good luck out there, and hopefully Sunday comes along, you'll be up there too. I hope so. I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us, Brent Eller. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for asking me to come on up. All right. Hey, it's still Friday, and we're in the weigh-in line. We're talking to a lot of the pros that are lining up here to weigh in, and we've run into James Zingemeyer, you know, West Coast guy. How do you like it here, uh, them coming out and, and fishing in your home ground, so to speak? Well, yeah, you know, actually, they're my former home grounds. Yeah, now that I live in Texas, uh, it's it's been, I'm trying to think of, Probably 18 years, maybe more, that oh I've that, since I've been here on Lake Havasu. Oh my god! And so it's changed tremendously, and, and obviously tremendously for the better. Uh, Havasu used to be the Dead Sea, and now with all the uh, uh, the structure that they put in the lake and everything like that, it's becoming one heck of a habitat. But you haven't been there. How did you approach it, uh, not being here from so long? Uh, you know, I, what tremendously. The, the, the bottom line is the thing that I do is I, I really look at um, what are my seasonal patterns, what are the fish doing, typical time of year, and then that gives me a framework, a grid at which to look at the lake, but then also what I want to do is take a small portion of the lake and uh, and minimize it so into something that's uh, a little bit more uh, manageable, because if you try to take apart the whole lake all at once, all you do is run around, you know, crazy and you don't get anything accomplished so i i take a small section of it something that fits my suits my strong suits the things i like to do and then i just go to work there and try to piece something together out of that little piece and then expand on it through the tournament well lake havasu is a lake of extremes obviously when you came on out here you probably hit monsoonal weather coming out here and then it was kind of calm conditions for a couple of days comes tournament day what it's blowing to beat the band how do you adjust to that well, uh, really, I basically the, the patterns that I was running, I was trying to get out of the out of the weather, out of the wind, and um, you know it just it limited the areas that I could fish, and really it dictated where I could fish. So uh, once I figured out where I could go and what I could do, and uh, look for those areas that fit into my pattern, I, then I could adjust and fish those those uh, accordingly. All right, James, we're going to let you go here because I know you have to check in, but we look forward to not only seeing you on the first cut. That fish is on Saturday, but being up there for the top 12. Thank you. All Thanks right. for having me. Thanks for being with us. Hey, it's still Friday, and we are in line with the pros waiting uh, to get up to the uh, main stage. And, and I'm with Aaron Martins over here. And Aaron, you got a lot of people looking in the bag here. What's what's happening inside that bag? No, it's it's 14-some. I just got one good one there, about 4 pounds. Well, how does it feel coming on out here to the West Coast? I know. I love it. You know, yeah, I wish we come. I wish we'd do that every year. I, mean, I, I have no complaints about the drive. It's not that bad. I, I do it all the time. So that's just a 36-hour drive. Well, you, you've moved back to Alabama to be closer to the circuit, but I've been following you on Facebook. I know you've had a chance to be with your mom. You worked even a little bit on her boat. You got a chance to fish. Was it Castaic that you were on for a little bit? We caught 30 bass in four hours, breaking, like going, taking her taking her kind of old new boat back out. We, we did about four days. Me and my brother did about four days of work on it. Everything from a, uh, her lower unit uh, seal was got bad to all four new batteries, five new tires. Now, this is the boat that you guys used to fish the ABA out of when you were out here, were you? My mom, my mom's boat. No, it's, it's her boat. It's, it's hers. It's, it's, I forget how old it is, but it's, it's been sitting. My dad's been sick, and he, he passed away. It's been sitting for seven years, only used a handful of times. So the boat needed a lot. Even the Sea Star, both, both seals and the Sea Star steering were, were leaking. So, I mean, it was unusable, but we got it. She's, she took it here and been riding around watching all the pros, and she said it's like a new boat. So, Well, how did, it, how did it feel like getting on the California Delta again? Uh, it must I have know. felt like home. You, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your impressions on being on the Delta. 
I love all. I mean, I wish we come to somewhere different every time out here. We got Shasta, Oroville, we have Clear Lake. You know, I, I'm Lake Mead, Mojave. All these lakes are good enough to have a, uh, big enough to have our tournaments on. But uh, anywhere out here is fun for me. I just, I just enjoy coming out to the West Coast and getting to see all my old friends and see how much older everybody's getting. <laughs> I mean, some of the people I can't really recognize. It's like, Wait a minute, what's this gray hair? This I got gray, gray hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, that's not everybody else, it's me too. You should see Stan. I don't think Stan, the only one that looks the same is Wendy. Wendy uh, looks the same as she looked 20 years ago. Wow. That's <laughs> hey, hard. Hey, now coming on out, do you have a lot of experience fishing out here on Havasu? Yeah, this has always been one of my favorite tournament lakes, uh, or just fishing lakes in general. It's just a, For me, it's just a really fun place it's challenging that's probably why i like it so much it's a very challenging fishery and it's and, and in the past i've won a lot of tournaments here a lot of pro tournaments so it's it's always been a, exciting for me to come back to this lake well you know a lot of the people that are fishing that come from the southeast they're they're into power fishing and this is actually the home of finesse fishing and that's uh, that's right in your wheelhouse yeah it's, it's a good it's everything it's a it's a kind of a they talk about junk fishing Havis is like the premier junk lake of the, of the nation. I mean, you catch them on everything, you know, in everything, on everything, at every depth. So it's it's a definitely a, we call it junk lake. We're I moving up here as uh, we're even speaking because uh, Aaron's getting closer and closer to the stage. And uh, what do you think? You have enough to, to make it to Saturday? Yeah, I think I'll be in top 20 possibly. I got close to 15, I think, 14-something. I know you had a good day today and everything like yeah. that. Anything about Lake Havasu really surprised you, though, uh, from uh, what you uh, thought when you were coming in here? The only thing I see that's a lot different is that there's a, a little more habitat. There's a lot of habitat in the years I grew up here, uh, but not as much as there is now. But the grass, the grass is the key. There's a lot more grass than I've ever seen before. And it, it's kind of all over the lake. You know, It goes down to 20, 27 feet deep in a lot of areas. So... That's the thing that surprised me the most. That's probably why it's doing so good is the grass. Well, Aaron, we're going to be rooting you for you up there on stage. Hope uh, you're going to make the cut, and we hope to be talking to you on Sunday, too. And maybe I should be finesse fishing. I don't know. I haven't finesse fished yet. <laughs> I, tried, I tried it this morning. I missed a nice bite, and I, and I went to the bank. But, well, i got to tell you, you know, I run a shop in San Diego with that new Gamagatsu finesse uh, drop shot hook that you've made. Those, yeah. Uh, uh, new treble hooks, I tell you, they are deadly. They're sick, and there's a we're coming out. There's a the heavy cover hook, which is a hook I helped design. Yeah, it was uh, originally called a BMF for reaction innovations. It's a it's a really it's like opened up a Shaughnessy. We got one coming out with the same steel as uh, as the treble and the finesse hook, and that wow. when it comes out, it's gonna be awesome. You know, normally the conversation out of those hooks, someone comes along and goes, "Hey, how sharp is this?" Ouch. Yeah, I guess it's sharp enough. My uh, <laughs> my my word on my boxes that have my troubles in it, I call them T-bones. My friend my friend stuck himself. He says it's to the bone. Like he's he's like that's sharp. I was like, I'm like I'm I'm gonna put that in the box. T-bone says so T-bone. You know, and everyone looks at that barb on that hook and they go, yeah, that isn't gonna stick in anything. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. People are, people are figuring it out. The, the small barbs you don't miss fish and you don't lose them on the O'Shaughnessy holds them. And it's a shorter shank, so uh, it's actually hard to get the hook out a lot of times. It's so it's such a small entry and multiple hooks usually. It's not just one or two. There's no deflection. So you don't get much deflection. It sticks them. It well, sticks them really good. Congratulations for making it out here. We're going to be cheering you on, and we hope to be speaking with you not only on Saturday but on Sunday too, Aaron. Thanks, John. Thanks for being with us. No problem.
Yes, I taught everything, Aaron, everything he knows. Okay, and we're on the air, and who who else could be saying that but Carol Martins? Carol, I welcome to the show. I started fishing here when he started fishing here. I know, I And know. I fished here more than he has because he went back east and I stayed here. Well, you know, we've told the story several times, but, you know, I... Uh, Aaron's dad wanted him to do something else, and you go, no, volleyball. stay in fishing. <laughs> and look where it got him. He wanted to do volleyball. <laughs> hey, though, and I said, there's no money in volleyball, and Jerry said, there's no money in fishing, and we proved him wrong in one year. <laughs> now, you know, but like a good son, he comes back home, and what does a good son do? Take his mom out to dinner, uh, no. send her flowers? No, come no. on and get my boat he going again. He picks up my boat so I can use <laughs> It worked out for three days instead of his stuff. Well, not only that, got it going, and you got a chance to go fishing with him again. We went to Castaic for like four or five hours and caught like 30 fish. And he tried to give me the big one. He said, you can cast no point first. And I said, no, you go ahead. And he caught a five-pounder. <laughs> and I said, gee, I should have done that. <laughs> Did it remind you of the old days of ABA when you guys used to float around out there? And Except and that I used to catch the big fish. Oh, really? I was called the big fish lady. Uh, I but know see, that. Aaron and I had a good team thing going. He would get the fish all excited for me, like with reaction baits, and then I'd follow with a worm, and that's been, always been the best way to do it. If, and anybody who's fishing a non-boater, you let the first guy, you know, the guy in the front, throw his top water, and then you throw right behind him, and you get the fish. Wow. Do you get the opportunity to follow Aaron around a lot? or No. Since my husband passed away, I went to the Delta in here. Yeah. But I couldn't miss this stuff because how often do they come out here? Oh, this is great. But I did bring my boat, and he said, Mom, you're not going to be out there fishing all our stuff. And I said, probably. <laughs> no. He doesn't want your sore mouth in his fish, No, huh? he was worried that the guys might say, what's your mother doing on my spot? <laughs> so I literally have been going at the very far end of the lake with my friend, and we've been just hitting all the stuff that I've never fished before. In like over 20 years. And we're finding fish in the most unbelievable places, and the guys aren't even there. Well, this lake has really changed with the amount of habitat they put in there. I mean, it's and, everywhere. And the quagga mussel, I, that's helped I, the fishing. I didn't see one mussel. Well, th- how big are they? They're there. Are they? They're about the size of nickels, but they're razor sharp. And some of the guys ran into them, but. You I know, haven't seen one yet. Did you, did you see any of the big red ear that are in the lake I here? I caught one today. You did? It's about. Let's see, that's about six inches. Well, I, I wanted to eat them. My friend said no. Oh, <laughs> well, they, they get almost six pounds here. I mean, they, um, they get mammoth. No, in fact, they're, they're uh, spawning right now. Okay. Because I went into one cove way in the back of nowhere, and there was a bunch of nests, and they were sitting all over it, and there was one bass kind of harassing them, but I saw like four big red ears, and they, so they must be bedding right now. They all had little beds. Well, we always know that mom knows best. Is there any special instructions that you might give Aaron if he gets a chance to fish on Saturday here? He will fish Saturday. Okay. When Aaron fishes on, let me rephrase <laughs> that. When Aaron fishes on Saturday, are you going to be uh, uh, sending any special instructions to him beforehand? Well, with Aaron, you know, he gets so bent out of shape when he loses big fish. But he doesn't know what I know because I was on the internet today when I came in from fishing. And he was in just barely in the top 50 and he just needed one more fish and we kept waiting come on Aaron come on yeah Aaron. just as I left the room he went to 17th place with a three pounder yeah I know he's got a nice fish but he, he doesn't he Th- doesn't these guys don't know it they don't know where they stand I told this him I crazy. said look at mother you're doing very good do not get on stage and complain because I think 20 guys blanked today 
do not complain. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some guys only have two fish or three fish. He only caught five today. Oh, well, it's good. That's good, you know. I look at this weigh-in over here, and we remember the days of ABA and WN. And, the, and the pros mother. stand in line like everybody else, uh, waiting to weigh their fish, and they're excited. Uh, they're uh, a lot of them, you know, are, are not happy because they didn't fish as well as they should have. Others, I don't know, know how they, they do well. it because Havis is so different from everything else. I don't know how they come from Gunnersville and I, and come from Falcon Lake and all. That. They come here, they must freak out. I mean, we're catching fish. I'm catching fish in a foot of water that looks like there's no fish. Yeah, that's it. But Aaron, Aaron and I figured out years ago that if you throw a worm out in the middle of nowhere, that they come out and eat it. <laughs> I did that all the whole time I've been there. Just for fun, because these are smaller fish. They're probably 13 inches, you know, or something. But we learned a lot of stuff here on Havasu, but it's still different than anywhere else. Well, everyone's, everyone's raving about the fishery. Hope they get a chance to come it's, out here again. I wish they'd come back in two years like they promised. It's just, you know, I look at They have the venue now. I know. I, I talk to uh, Aaron quite often. I know how much he likes like, going out to Gunnersville and taking the kids out there and having a great time. And this it's is a better. shame they can't really a- enjoy this. You know, it's a lot like of they're wise, here and gone. I know a lot of the pros here because I've been following him for so long since Aaron joined it. I've been back there a lot, you know, over the years. So I know a lot of these guys and their wives and their kids and all that. They're all friends. And I just think it's fabulous that they came out here. I just, this is actually a perfect venue. And they all made it a vacation. A lot of the families came with their husbands. All right. Well, Carol, we appreciate you being with us and uh, cheering on Aaron like we all are doing here on the West Coast. Actually, I'm cheering for a lot of the guys. I know. You got to. You got to. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you on Sunday. I'll be here. All right. <laughs> hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. We are at the 2015 BASS Elite Tournament at Lake Havasu. More to come. Stay tuned. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El Cajon Ford. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's still uh, Friday, and the pros are lining on up. A lot of them anxious to make the first cut. And, uh, hey, ran into our guy over here, Dean Rojas. Dean, this has been a tough tournament for you. I don't think uh, not not quite as successful as you wanted to be, but tell us about it. No, it's just uh, the weather's changing. Uh, we got a lot of high water right now. It's it's a lot different than, than what it is normally in May. So, um, you know, I did the best I could both days, and we'll see what happens, how we all fare out. You know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, Dean, you're on your home lake and everything like that. But even though this is your home lake, this is the first time you have fished this type of a pro event here. I- yeah. Almost ever, is it? Yeah, for the first, yeah, for an elite series, so the biggest you know in the world is here. Uh, it's the first time, so you know I'll, I'll take it. You know, it's uh, it's been a long time since I got to sleep in my own bed. You know, so it's been <laughs> nice uh, the last last this past week. So you know, it, it's um, it's a great event. Uh, you know, and I, I know that the lake has done very well. It, it, you know, all the guys are catching a lot of fish, so it's uh, it's 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 well worth it, and I'm glad Bass came, came well, here. Well, you know, the fishermen seem to be commenting that not only with the Delta, but here they're impressed by both the fisheries. They just can't wait to get out here again. They're gonna. They hope uh, Bass is going to give them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, you know, they're on a, a two or three year plan on that, so I don't know if we'll come back next year, but maybe the following year after that they'll come back here. Well, you know, uh, can we make a suggestion uh, if they go back to the Delta, try and find a place that's a little closer to the fish? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, we always have to drive a long ways, either ways to the launch ramp or to, uh, you know, to the first fishing spot. But, you know, it's just it's like that for everybody, so we all have to deal with it, and uh, it just adds one more element to what we do. Well, you know, a lot different conditions here. You say high uh, water, which we don't see a lot here, but I don't know if they did for you, if it's just a cycle. And then you have the W, and that's almost something you always have to contend with here at Yeah, Havasu. absolutely. You know, and uh, we've had that in the last two days, and 
uh, you know, it's going to get less and less as the event goes on, so it'll get tougher and tougher. Well, let's hope you make it. Yeah, I like I know to. you're going to make it in that top 50, and I then so. uh, you're going to make that charge again. We look forward to seeing you right, on Sunday good. too, Dean. Sounds good, John. All Thank right. you very much. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll be keeping in touch with you. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. All right, hey, working our way down the line, we're close to the stage, and we run into John Murray. John, welcome to Broad and Real Radio. Uh, let's talk about your couple of days uh, fishing out here in the West. Do you feel like you were at home? I do. It's nice to go somewhere that you know places to go catch a fish. I mean, that's the problem. It, you don't have confidence in a lot of places you go because you don't know them, but here I do. Well, we know at Lake Havasu, you've won here before. Uh, you the whole lake, but this lake always changes. Every day can be different. Every day. Every day is totally different. I had almost 20 pounds yesterday, and... Not near that today, and I was very happy to catch what I caught. And it's just go by the seat of the pants, have about 12 rods out, and just go. I mean, that's the only way to do it. Has this lake changed very much over the years for you, or do you find you can do pretty much the same and and still catch fish? No, it's changed a lot. Fish are a lot bigger. you got to use a lot bigger baits. And uh, same spots, bigger baits, bigger fish. All right. Hey, we got you right when you're ready to go on stage. Uh, Weigh that big bag of fish, and we look forward to speaking to you on Saturday. John, good luck to you. Thank you, John, and uh, I hope I'm talking to you then. All right, go get him, sir. Thanks a lot for being with us. We just interviewed John Murray. He's gotten up on stage, and he's taken over second place in this event. He is exciting. He's lifting his fish right now. I know there are those of you that are at home looking at this live saw his fish up there. He's got to be excited. We'll see what John has to say when he gets down from the stage. Well, well, John, we talked to you just before you got on stage. You had a good bag of fish uh, yesterday. Didn't know exactly what you were doing today, but, man, you went out there and you wowed the crowd. Nice job. Second place so far. Yeah, I caught a good, had a couple good bites today. Uh, so, yeah, you just never know on this place. And, and it's just getting those better bites. So. All right. Hey, we're talking to you. You got one of your favorite fans over there. Who's this? TJ. You see CJ. TJ. TJ. I'm sorry about that. TJ did... Uh, Dad, give you any uh, special hints on how to catch fish? Uh, say, uh, you've been helping them out a little bit? Yeah. Okay. And what's the best way to catch fish? Uh, crankbait. Crankbait. All right. John, I know you want to get with the family and everything like that. It's been a long day. We look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Congratulations. Second place here. Uh, you know, job well done, sir. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much. All right. John Murray, second place here at the Bassmaster Elite Tournament at Lake Havasu. We'll be back with you shortly. We're still backstage here at the uh, Bassmaster event at Lake Havasu, talking to some of the pros that are lining up. And, and guys, i got to tell you, if you've ever fished a bass fishing tournament and you've sat in line waiting to weigh in, i got to tell you, the pros do exactly the same thing. I'm in the line over here with uh, probably about 30 guys, and they're cooling their heels, waiting to get on stage. And as we're here, we run into Mr. Mike Iaconelli. Mike, how you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. Hey, let me ask you first of all, I know after Gunnersville, you know, had to be disappointed to you because you were fishing gangbusters over there, yet you had the prize in sight yeah. and then you had something unfortunate happen what happened to you sir? yeah well you know the the last day of the tournament i just didn't catch him i'm not going to blame anything on that except my my fishing but um you know i had a lot of pain in my leg what ended up happening was i developed a blood clot uh behind my behind my calf muscle um and it was just excruciating you know standing on it all day so Luckily, we were in Huntsville, Alabama. I had a good friend that has an orthopedic place there. Uh, got, went there, got surgery, got that blood clot removed, 
and I'm like 85% back to where I should be on my leg. So, so excited to feel good what, again. Uh, what caused the blood clot? Just, uh, you know, being on your feet a lot? No, uh, you know, it's a weird story. You know, what happened is on the Sabine, which was three weeks prior, sure. I tore a muscle behind my knee. I see. And the tear in that muscle actually bled down. You know, gravity took hold and all the blood pooled at, in my calf. And uh, just a really weird freak deal. But uh, just fortunate to know good people that helped me with that, and uh, I'm, I'm on the road to being 100%. Well, you made the swing out here to the West Coast. The first stop was the California Delta. What are you, what's your impression of that fishery? Man, I love the Delta. I love tidal fisheries, uh, especially a place like that with giants. Unfortunately, I had a very mediocre event. Ended up in the 60s. Um, never caught a big one. Uh, you know, and now we're here, and I'm kind of doing the same thing. Uh, I'm catching a lot of fish. Caught 20 keepers today, had a fantastic day, but but caught very few of those four- and five-pounders. And they're really what you need to separate yourself from the pack. You know, you get on a body of water like California Delta, 1,100, 1,200 miles of waterways. How do you ever prepare for that? How do You You know, because you don't get a lot of time yeah. to pre-fish it and get yeah. a strategy together. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you've got to, you know, what you got to do is you got to do a little bit of research. you got to come into practice with a game plan and have it semi-broke down before you ever get there. So, you know, uh, on the Delta and here at Havasu, I did the same thing. I kind of had a game plan of how I was going to utilize my practice. And and then you just kind of got to fish the moment. You know, you you use a little bit what you found in practice. You use a little bit of your intuition tournament day. And hopefully that's the formula to catch a lot of big fish. Okay. And Havasu, have you ever fished out here on Havasu before? Have not. First time. Uh, Love it, though. Love it. Uh, Clear water, deep, rocky, clear lake. Reminds me a lot of some of the smallmouth lakes in the northeast back home. So really conducive to how I like to fish, uh, but but definitely a monster. A lot of different ways to catch them here. And, uh, you know, I, I think my next trip here I'll be even better. Uh, you know, uh, you're under the smallmouth, a lot of different conditions. You know, you, you get up into the northeast and into Michigan and uh, – uh, Wisconsin, everything, smallmouth over there. And then all of a sudden, you see, you find this rocky conditions. You, you find smallmouth yeah. in a place that you really don't expect to see them. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, uh, you know, you come out west, you're in the desert, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden there's big brown smallmouth all over the place. It's amazing. I mean, I, I can tell you the, the combination of largemouth and smallmouth and the, the scenery here is just breathtaking. I mean, I've caught a lot of smallmouths all over the country, but never with giant mountains behind me like that. It's a beautiful sight. Beautiful sight. There's not a lot of this in Louisiana and Alabama and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we have mountains in New Jersey, but they're they're landfills, so a little bit different here. (laughs) Great. I hope they allow you the opportunity to come again. And, and, you know, know, sometimes I, I feel for you guys because of the fact that, you know, People looking on the outside, glamorous to be a pro, but man, you guys are nomads. Uh, you're yeah. going to be uh, packing your tent and uh, and going to the next location. Hopefully, getting some uh, rest time. It sounds like you're looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, uh, we've got about two weeks before the next event, which is a Lake Fork, the TTBC. So we'll sure. get a little bit of downtime. But you gotta like travel. Uh, you gotta be a, somewhat of a gypsy, and you've gotta like the road. If, if you like the road and you like the fish then you could, you could be cut out for this profession. Well, let me uh, just take some time out here. You've got some fans over here with you. Who do you have with you here? Oh, yeah, we've got a lot. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite fans here. This is my son, Vegas. Vegas, can you say hello to Vegas, everybody? hi. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, did uh, Dad give you any tips for fishing uh, uh, Lake Havasu? No. Say crankbait. Crankbait. 
Yeah. Crap, oh, and who do we have here? And this is Estella. Say hi, Stell. Hi, Stella. Do you hey. like the fish? Do you like the fish? I want to fly. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and, you know, it must be great to have the family over here with you, to, you know, that can be on the road, and at least at this at this part of their lives, because uh, being away from home, it's got to be tough. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it's nice that we have the two little ones travel with us, and, uh, y- you know, you get to see some things you would normally miss. And, uh, you know, we, we travel together as a family, and it's a great thing. It's a great thing when you have a good event. It's a great thing when you have a bad event. It's a very uh, very much a grounding factor. Uh, well, just, just in closing over here, I know you're going to be making it in the cut. At least we're all hoping that. Uh, was there... Anything that just really surprised you about Lake Havasu that you, you just were not expecting? I think just the sheer number of good fish. You know, I can tell you, um, I thought 12 or 13 pounds would be okay, and that would put you in the 40s, your 30s or 40s. And they, you know, caught oodles and boodles of 15-pound bags yesterday. So I think what surprised me is the, qu- the quality here, the numbers of three-pound class fish. That really surprised me. It's a healthy fishery. And, uh, and like I said, I hope, uh, hope I get the fish tomorrow and hope I get to come back. You know, uh, we've had Al Linder on the show before, and I remember we had him on a time that he was looking forward to coming to Lake Havasu because he loves fishing smallmouth. Yeah. And now he winters here. Not a bad place to winter. I heard that, yeah. He winters here, and I know he's, I know he's trying to catch smallmouth, but he's also after a world record readier, from oh, what wow. I heard. So. so you've heard about those, huh? Oh, I have. I have. And I know that's on his priority list is to catch one of those big four, five, six-pound red ear. So if anybody can do it, he can do it. All right. Mike Iconelli, we wish you good health. We know you're going to be back, uh, you know, 100% here real soon. Thank you. We're going to keep on following you, even out here in the West Coast, because you've got a lot of fans out here, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for being with us on Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, we'll be back after these messages. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovet Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, Phil Friedman here, and it is really great to be with you here on Mother's Day. I want to send out my sincere blessings to all the mothers out there. I hope you're having just a wonderful day. 
and I hope you have just a fabulous year to come. Happy Mother's Day. And as always, it's such a pleasure to be here on Rod and Real Radio. We've got a lot to talk about, and uh, let's jump right into it because we had some inclement weather earlier on in the week, but now we've settled into some very nice weather, and tomorrow is going to be even lovelier, and that might get our bite going again. We have certainly seen a lot of yellowtail around town, but it's been tough in these inclement, windy-type conditions, and we have lost some water temperature, and when that happens, yellowtail can get lockjaw. Surface feeders like yellowtail and other species get lockjaw, and they just go off the bite for a little while. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that we're back on track, and it's ready to take off again. You take a look at some of the scores at San Clemente Island recently, and they are not as good as they were, say, three weeks ago, where a score of 60 or 80 yellowtail was commonplace. Now, 15 to 30 is a big score, a big hit. But I think we'll get back on it once we get this weather straightened out as we are right now. Those San Clemente Island yellows range in size from very, very small to nice 8 to 15-pound stuff and then some 18 to 25-pound stuff. Biting the sardine really, really well with 25-pound monofilament line and a 3-0 hook. And, of course, choosing a really good hot bait makes all the difference in the world. And there's been yo-yo ironfish. And I'll tell you what, John, that red crab-colored yo-yo iron has been super hot. Now, I've talked to other guys who are catching them still on the blue and white, but that red crab color, I've talked to many, many guys, and they really have been doing well on that. And, of course, when you fish a yo-yo iron, don't fish it with anything less than 40-pound, and I like to fish it with 50-pound. Really, really good. Clemente also, and it's been overlooked, tremendous calico bass fishing going on at SCI right now. I mean, as good as you can want at the Ultra out of 22nd Street Landing in San Pedro, the Freedom, the Toronado, the Thunderbird out of Davies Locker, all those boys have been having good calico bass fishing when they concentrate on it. A lot of times they're on a yellowtail do-or-die mission, but when they decide to go fish that calico bass, it is good. You know, a leadhead with some squid on it, or even a lot of guys have been pinning a live sardine on a leadhead and tossing it back in the kelp. And it has been game on. Really, really excellent fishing going on there. The Coronado Islands loaded up with yellows also at one time. That has given way. We're hoping that's going to kick back into gear. There were fish in a variety of different locations, and you got to think that's going to come roaring back. It's been slow here since we've had this weather go through. But there was fish wandering around North Island, sometimes in the middle ground, sometimes down at South, sometimes meandering up and down South Kelp Ridge, and sometimes just hanging out on the rock pile. Out in front of my hotel, the Rosarita Beach Hotel, celebrating their 90-year anniversary, by the way. Yo-Yo Iron, a great way to take those fish. And a lot of those fish are decent size. You know, a lot of that 12 to 15-pound grade fish, 18-pound stuff, and even stuff bigger than that. Coronado Islands, we're going to watch for you very, very closely. Over at Catalina, same thing. It has been tough lately, but boats like the Pursuit, the Enterprise, several other boys have had some really excellent scores on the yellows over there. A lot of that fish, 5 to 10-pound stuff, a little smaller over there, but sometimes they'll get into a little bit bigger grade of yellowtail. Also, they have been wrestling the sea lions at both Clemente and Catalina Island, to be perfectly candid with you all. So if you can hook those yellowtail on heavy line, you're not really hooking them to land the yellowtail on the heavy line. You're hooking them on the heavy line to get them away from those crazy sea lions. They've been really a pain in the neck, voracious and all over the place. So that is something to keep in mind. There's some barracuda there at Catalina Island also. Good springtime signal on that. 
and Calico Bass and Sheep's Head, that kind of a thing also going on there in that neck of the woods. Now, looking in the local areas up and down the coast, Mitch Christensen, captain of the Southern Cal Hefty Boat out of Pier Point Landing in Long Beach, California, came up on schools 200 strong of Yellowtail here recently. And Mitch said he's never seen anything like it. He said they looked like carp, these Yellowtail. They had their mouths up out of the water, kind of gulping air, their backs up, and they just didn't want to bite all that well. But they saw a lot. Having said that, Mitch picked off two yellows on the iron. One, I think he said, was 14. Another one was that 18, 20-pound class fish. Beautiful grade and a lot of it around. And you've got to think that light switch is going to go on for the Southern Cal there out of Pier Point, as well as the Native Sun and the rest of the local fleet. Once the water temp gets up, and after all this wind, of course, we are suffering from that. Channel Islands, it doesn't get any better than the rockfish bite up there in that neck of the woods. It can be stupendous. It really is good on the big lings and also the nice chuckleheads, the reds, everything up there just seems to be bigger. And once we get back to this nicer weather, and it looks like Monday is going to be one of those lovely days to jump on one of the Cisco sport fishing in Oxnard boats, you can get out there and really, really do well. It really looks like an excellent opportunity for you to take place in that. And as I mentioned, you know, you can jump up and down the coast from Oceanside up there to Davies Locker, Newport Beach, where they've had superior sculpin fishing locally to Long Beach, San Pedro, to Redondo, and Marina del Rey, all those areas producing good bottom fishing. It has been very, very good in that neck of the woods. And you're going to see all those zones switch over to a surface-type bite as soon as we get these springtime winds to lay down. And that might not happen for a while. We're getting more of our traditional-type spring now. After a winter where we had very little wind at all and the water stayed warm, the winds have kicked into gear, and they have reduced water temperatures somewhat. So we'll just keep our eyes on that. Hopefully, we're going to see some barracuda move into the local area. I can tell you that the Pongaros down there around Colinette in that zone have seen really some remarkable signs of barracuda. And Punabanda has seen a little bit of that also. So hopefully, that will start to meander its way across the border and get into Southern California and start to spice that bite up a little bit also. But hopefully, again, as we move away from all of this type of weather, we'll see things progress. We haven't had really any offshore developments either. That could start to pick up again. We had some yellowfin and bluefin tuna caught in U.S. waters here last weekend, but the subsequent winds shut that down. And I know guys like Buzz Brizendine, owner-operator of the Prowler out of Fisherman's Landing in San Diego, are itching to get offshore and give that a look. You know, I tried something different the other day. I dropped by Santa Ana River Lakes to see my friend Craig Elliott. Give Craig a, a we were just going to sit down and talk a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I walked around Santa Ana River Lakes in Anaheim, California, actually at 3900 East La Palma in Anaheim. And what a great place that is for families and for kids. You can't beat it. I mean, I just finished, to be honest with you, a delicious catfish dinner. And that's the first time I have ever eaten catfish in my life. And it was delicious. The quality, unbelievable. So mild and just as good as you could possibly want it. For 75 bucks, let me give you an example. They have all-night fishing where you can camp out with the kids. That's five family members. 75 bucks. You get a 15-fish limit. You do not need a fishing license there. You can do a bonfire. You can do a barbecue. You can just have a great time. And I don't know where 
a family of five can have that kind of a night for 75 bucks. Really, really good. And those cats love to bite in the evening hours, as you well know. And, you know, Huckleberry Pond, that's the area they have over there for the kids. And they also have the Huckleberry Mining Company where kids can pan for gold and other things. That is just a great place. First of all, you know, the Huckleberry Pond, you can go there if you don't want to fish, and you can check out all the birds and these giant pigs that are wandering around. You can have lunch and watch other people fish. You can go to the mining company, and that is all free. It's just a fantastic place for kids. If you want to catch a fish, it's six fifty a pound for the fish you catch. So you can catch a fish, have that experience, wander around the lake, see the great outdoors, see all this bird life. Great place for bird watching and identifying birds there, and it is such a great deal. I mean, I really fell in love with that place. And then Craig says, come on, you got to catch a fish. And I'm like, no, oh, that's all right, Craig. And next thing I know, I'm hooked up to a big cat having a, a ball, just like all the rest of the kids. And then I got to come home and have this scrumptious, delicious dinner. Really a lot of fun. So, again, Santa Ana River Lakes, great place. And you might want to drop by there with the kids. New things here. That PFO and exciting stuff, I must tell you, we're really stoked to announce that we now have GPS locations. You can find the fish a lot better with yours truly. I started this 30 years ago, the GPS locations, and we are now doing it at www.pfomedia.com. And you do not have to enter into an annual contract. All you have to do is pay $2.79 to find where the best fishing is. Less than a gallon of fuel, way less than your bait. The most important thing you can have in your arsenal is information. And man, I'll tell you, all the great sources I've managed to accumulate over the years, we can put you on the fish for $2.79. You cannot afford not to click on it and find out where PFO is telling you the best bites are with all the current information using spotter plane information water temperatures current information we'll talk about where the fish are biting what they're biting on when they're biting and the exact location just go to www.pfomedia.com all right john and wendy and stan always such a pleasure to be with you and again i want to wish all the moms out there a really a wonderful day and a happy mother's day Please stay in touch with us by going to WWPFO Radio, or pardon me, PFO Media, either one will work, but PFOMedia.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at PFO. Y por nuestros amigos que hablen español, pueden encontrarnos en Facebook, en Aventuras al Aire Libre, o en el internet, en www.aventurasalarelibre.com. Thanks again, John. Have a great one. Wendy, Stan, and all the moms out there, thank you for all you do, for all the sacrifices, for all the love you give us, for everything you do for each and every one of us. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Hope you get out fishing soon. This is Captain James Nelson from thefishicon.com. Guys, i got to tell you, 
You know, it's weeks like this one we just had that makes me really appreciate the fact that I'm a full-time fishing guide here in San Diego. Because, you know, we went through a great little transition of weather where we actually got some. (laughs) We actually had a little wind, a little drizzle. We had sunny days. We had not-so-sunny days. And it's just really... What it did is it just stirred those fish up. It just, I think it made them crazy, you know, and there's nothing better than a crazy fish because that's, that's the kind of fish you can catch. You know, the ones that have things put together, they know where things go. They know where their food is. They know where it's rock they're going to hide under. You know, those are the fish that are a little harder, but it's the ones that just get stirred up. They just go crazy. They don't know where to sit. They don't know if they should swim. They don't know, you know, which food they should eat. You know, if it wiggles, they're going to eat it. If it moves fast, they're going to eat it. If it moves slowly, I mean, they're just looking constantly for food. And at the same time, they're looking for a place to be and they don't know which is what and where is where. I mean, they that's the kind of fish that, that I like to find. You know, so when, when the weather gets a little mixed up and gets a little funky, sometimes the water may turn green, may turn a little cold, may turn a little hot. You know, those are the things that I actually think that help fishermen. Those are things that, that get that get it a little stirred up and gets a little out of the norm. And that's why you'll you'll see yellowtail one minute You'll see barracuda. You'll see, uh, you know, guys are out there catching bonita. We got, you know, calico bass, the sand bass, halibut, corvina. I mean, everything is just getting stirred up right now. You know, you got the full moons. Full moons are awesome. You know, full moons are bringing out, you know, the the whole spawning thing, the whole spring fling that we all talk about. You've got grunion up on the beaches. You've got shrimp in the water. You've got squid beds full of squid. And we still got plenty of red crab. I mean, red crabs are just all over. I mean, just look for the birds puddling in the water. What I mean by puddling? They're not diving. They're sitting. They look like they're just hanging out doing nothing. But if you pay close attention, you'll see every once in a while they poke their noses down there. They're coming up with a red crab. These red crab, they are just little, little bits of protein for these fish. And they're loving them. And they're eating them. And I'm talking every single fish. You go to fillet it, it's got red crab in its belly. You go to let it go, if you're, you know, doing the catch and release thing, they're coughing up red crab as you're letting them go or even as you're reeling them to the boat. Everything is eating these red crab and they're just about everywhere. The other thing we're starting to see on the water today, we saw them not very far outside of Long Beach, and we're seeing them uh, not far outside of Coronado Islands, and we're going to be seeing them soon in San Diego in our local waters. It's those little man-of-war-looking things, you know, they, they know what I'm talking about. We saw them last year, we, you know, the little uh, sailors of the wind, you know, they, they got this really cool Portuguese name, I can never remember it. But, you know, that's what we're seeing, and you know what I'm talking about. They're the little bubbly-looking things, the little clear-looking things, you pick them up and they got the blue lakes, they're really cool. Those things are in the water, and last year when we saw those, we started seeing tuna. So, you know, I don't don't want to just say the T word out early. You know, I'm sure, you know, John, Stan, Wendy, you guys know enough captains. You could talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, I know I just did, but I'm not going to. Anyway, so you got fish just, like I said, they're getting stirred up, especially because we got the full moon, which says spawn. We've got warm waters one minute. we got cold waters the next. We've got a little drizzle, a little sunlight. Yeah, these fish are just going nuts. They're going crazy. They don't know what to do. And we're there to help guide them what to do. We're there to, to throw a bait in their face, throw a lure down there and say, hey, come on over, buddy. I'll take care of you. This is the kind of fishing that I like. And this is the kind of fishing that we can all just really appreciate, you know. So here's what we got this last this last week. I mean, we made some island trips. 
We got uh, yellowtail on the island trips. We got some barracuda on the island trips. We got calico on the island trips. We made some local reef type trips. Now, when I say local reef type trips, I'm talking, you know, the kelp beds. We got pipelines. We have uh, artificial structure that's been put down there. We got the natural structure that's already there. We've been getting fish in and around and on and above and all around all this kind of stuff. And that's also up to and including kelp patties. Yes, we did get some yellowtail on kelp patties. We've been seeing some other fish on kelp patties, but I said I wasn't going to talk about those yet because they're not biting just quite yet, but they're there. So just keep in mind that, you know, when things get stirred up, we can look for fish, you know, just about everywhere from top to bottom. Speaking of bottom, let's talk about some fish that are down there. We got lingcod. You know, I'm talking lingcod that are actually willing to come out and eat as soon as your your bait hits the water down where they are. I mean, you're, you're dropping a four-ounce weight. You're in 95 feet of water. Got that little dropper loop. You got a sardine on there, maybe a squid. Or maybe you're even throwing plastic. But you're dropping that thing down there. It goes thump on the bottom, and then you get a thump from the lingcod. It's just that simple. That's the kind of fishing that I'm talking about. It's where you don't have to beg the fish. You don't have to bribe them. You don't have to go through your tackle box, figure out what it is that they want. You just drop something there, and they're ready. They're like, okay, thank you. And that's the kind of fishing that we've had this past week in our uh, local areas, you know, um, coastal, near shore type stuff. Let's talk about the bay. The bay right now, we've got uh, all kinds of sharks that are biting. We've got bonefish, bonefish, and bonefish that are biting. We've got bass, of course, that are biting. And now a lot of the spotties are starting to go a little deeper. Remember I mentioned the spring fling thing. Their spring fling is a little different than the freshwater bass. We'll talk about those guys because they're also going nuts. But if you go out uh, in the bay and you're looking for the bigger uh, concentrations of spotted bass, looking for the bigger bass, yes, you can still find them around docks and eelgrass and all that. But if you go on some of those drop-offs and, you know, around the channel edges or even a little swing in where the water just kind of swales a little deeper in some spots, use your graphs if you got them, use a map, that type of thing, you'll see stacks of spotted bay bass, you know, the they're just stacked up. What they're doing is that's how they spawn. They, they like to spawn in a stack a little deeper, um, a little different than, of course, the freshwater bass. But, you know, most of you guys already know that. But you're just looking for the graph. You're looking for just things happening down there. And get on those fish. I mean, you could just pluck away at it. We like using that, the little spro hair jigs, you know, the little bucktails. Those, those work well. They're a little more durable than the plastics. Not saying we don't like our Western plastics for this with the lead head, but, you know, you'll find that you just get ripped up a lot going through those. Try the hard baits. Try the spoon, you know, whether you're using the little mega bait or whether you're using the little spro hair jig, whatever you want to use. Uh, that's a little more hard bait that can get down there. You know, it's not crankbait fishing. This is something that's going to drop anywhere from three-quarter to an ounce and a half that's going to just flutter down and drop through those fish. Yo-yo it a couple times and bang, zoom, you're, you're hooked. You're on. And then you're having a lot of fun because you can just take the fish off, get right back, and catch another one. They're there. The bonefish, nutty, nutty, nutty bonefish. They're like hanging out in big schools, doing their spring fling. 
You find them anywhere between 8 and 12 foot of water right now. We, we all know the spots. You know where they are. They're down. They're in the little flats areas. Get down there and get, get your shrimp on. Get your bonefish. Get a little grub. Get, get uh, even strips of squid. You know, Just get it in the area. Get some of those bonefish. Have fun. Release them. Let them go. Take picture. Be careful with them. They are going to be heavily slime-coated if you got a little boca grip or some type of grip to, to hold them. If not, just release them in the waters, poke them off with your pliers. They'll, they'll go, they'll love you for it. You know, they stay wet. They're down there, they're biting, have fun. Sharkies, let's talk about the bay sharks. I'm talking bay sharks, I'm talking sand sharks like you wouldn't believe. Smooth hound, the browns and the grays both. They're just having fun. They're, they're stealing more bait than you can imagine. So make sure you got that bait securely on your hook. And I'm talking again, talking squid, shrimp, uh, mackerel sardines whatever stinky stuff you like to throw just make sure it's not too pungent too rotten these aren't catfish these are sharks they do have a little dignity let's be nice to them now we're also getting the shovel nose shark or as i like to call them guitar fish why because it just sounds cool they sound good you know these guys are well tuned up and they're fighting machines go go a little light you know have fun with the 20 pound you know go with a, a limber rod with 20 pound on it you'll really have a have a ball especially the kids love that you know just go real light use a little slider rig a little you know little meat on there again squid's good all the other stinky you know fishy type stuff is good just not too stinky not too pungent we're you know not dipping sponges and bokers fishing catfish here while we're on the topic of freshwater Let's talk about our basses. Oh, my. Otai, El Cap, even Hodges is getting turned on. I mean, there's bass right now. I know guys are even hitting some of the, the more known trout-type lakes and catching bass. Why? It's that time of year for them. I mean, you've got uh, three phases on a lot of our lowland areas, like I said, like Otai and El Cap, uh, Murray. And you've got, basically, you've got the post-spawn. You've got fish that are still spawning. And you've got fish that are just cruising in wolf packs, you know, getting ready just to uh, just cream all the other fish that are spawning, like bluegills and shad. So get out there, have a good time. I like throwing flukes on a lot of a lot of these lakes this time of year because you can get it right up in the mess without tangling hooks too much. Hard jerk baits are fun, top water baits are fun, but you know, unless you get really good at casting right next to the tules and the trees where these fish are, you know. Go with a fluke, you know, your rig at Texas style, throw it on a little 8 and 10 pound test and just have a ball. Twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, twitch, yank. You know, that's what it's like. Get out there, have a good time on that. Inshore, offshore, near shore, this shore, that shore, freshwater, Otai shores, Hodges shores. Just get out there and fish, people. This is the time of year to do it. Get out and do it. Have fun. Remember, this is Captain James Nelson from thefishicon.com. Again, Captain James Nelson from thefishicon.com. You could reach me at james at thefishicon.com or 619-395-0799. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, and God bless. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford 
Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Making our way down the line, man, some of the top fishing pros in the country are here, and we run into the gene man himself, Gerald Swindell. Gerald, welcome to Southern California, or the Southwest, I should say. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's been a great experience out here. Just fishing like Havasu in, in general today, I, I'm the guy that kind of rides around and all just looking up in the mountains. It's, this is possibly the prettiest body of water I've ever fished on, ever. And uh, it kind of takes me back. And, and the fishing and the fishing's a lot better here than what I would expect in a, in a desert lake. There's a lot of beautiful places in the country, but I don't think there's a beautiful sight first thing in the morning with the clouds on the horizon going down grease calm water and seeing a sunrise on the water you can't beat it not a habit so you can't i mean and it's been a good it's been a good trip uh for a lot of guys really caught them the 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 delta wasn't as friendly to me as what i needed to be i chose a couple of techniques out there that bit me i was trying to swim a jig and fish too fast and lost two or three big ones and 
I found myself here starting the first day of the tournament swimming a jig again, and I messed around and lost two big ones on it again oh. here. So, you know, I'm just the, the techniques that I'm ended up fishing this time of year is kind of coming back to haunt me and a couple of bad decisions. But, you know, I have my opportunities to make money on both tournaments, and I'm not going to do either one of them. So you got you can't do that in these tournaments. you got to be on the ball. You certainly do because uh, a lot of the guys have commented, uh, you know, the lakes are beautiful, the fishing's fantastic, but uh, – uh, California and, and coming out here to the West, expensive place to go to. It, it is. We were figuring it up the other day. I think within two tournaments, I'm going to have about uh, $5,500 in fuel. So it's you, you don't need to make no mistakes I made today. When you well, lose four pounders at the boat, it hurts. Well, let me tell you, just coming into Arizona, it's a dollar less a gallon yes. than it is in California. I got out and hugged the gas pump when I got here. <laughs> you know, maybe what you can do is throw something in this, uh, the BASS suggested box and say, hey, come to the Delta. Uh, can you get us a little closer to the fishing grounds? I mean, it was a long run. That was uh, unnerving for a lot of us to have to run that far. You know, it's an average of $230, $250 a day in fuel just to get down and back. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of glamour when you look on the outside of uh, being a, a pro angler, but when you sit down and you start thinking about just the expenses to be on out here, the hotels, uh, gas, fuel, every once in a while you may want to eat. You may want something fun to drink along the way, too. It, it, it starts adding up. I tell you what, if, without great sponsors, you, you, you can't survive at this level because the, the amount of travel that we do, like I said, the fuel, the, the lodging, the accommodations, and you know, even buying tackle and, and, and having adult beverage, you can run a cost up real high. Well, you know, we like to say that, even though you guys are celebrities, you're also businesses among yourself because you're you're independent entrepreneurs. You have to go out and get your advertisers. You got to manage everything you do. You got to do your your taxes at the end of the year. You know, you get yourself a a big check. You don't realize that that whole big check doesn't it's belong a hundred percent to no, you. Uh, about thirty three percent of that's Obama's. <laughs> So about every hundred thousand, he gonna get his. Yeah, can we make thirty three percent of that belong to somebody else here in just a little bit? <laughs> I, would, I would love to, but I think it's gonna be Hillary again. Uh, hey, this is uh, fishing. Uh, we're gonna keep away from that stuff over. You know, you come to California. There's enough politics to worry about. So uh, we we I try just, to stay online here. I'm confused on why the speed limit's fifty five in California. What do they think they've got figured out that the rest of the nation hasn't? I don't know because of the fact that as soon as you leave here and you get on. Uh, uh, I-40, it goes up to 75 miles an hour, and even then you get run over. Well, I was looking at it. You know, the most expensive, most elaborate cars in the world are in California, and it's the slowest speed limits. No, that's the, that's what the truckers are going in. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, that's what they're going to hit. I just, I, It's hard to drive 55 across California. Yeah, well, anyway, getting back over here to Lake Havasu, uh, just a heck of a fishery. Do you have any fishery like that that you recall where you have such a population of largemouth? And and uh, uh, smallmouth in the same area to catch? I don't think so. I, I've never fished a place like this where you get so many fish uh, that are mixed up like this with a mountain-type terrain, rocks and grass, nothing I've ever seen fishes like this. You know, and, and just to show you what the, how healthy this lake is, I know we have largemouth, smallmouth, but they get red ear here that are six pounds. Oh, yeah, and I'd like to catch one. <laughs> I think I was I was talking to Davey Hyde. He says, you know, if, if I'm unfortunate enough not to make it uh, into Sunday, I think I'm just going to go out and uh, fish for some panfish and I, see what I can do. I think I'm in for a good Bremen trip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 
you get a chance to come out here and fish very much? And, and how do you approach fishing a lake like this that you've never been on or you have been, been on for a long time? I didn't get any help. You know, I didn't, I didn't come out and pre-fish or nothing. But when we launched here, what I try to do is just cover as much water as you can cover in two days and try to evaluate where you think the biggest population of fish are and try to fish in there. And I think it's what most of these guys do. They just they figure water temperature, and, and that's kind of dictating how they're going to fish, whether they're spawning, post-spawn, or pre-spawn. And we just try to get to where there's the most fish and fish. You know, you know, maybe come on out here. Uh, some of you fellas that are uh, from the southeast and everything, you, you, we start talking about these finesse fishing methods and everything like that. You wonder where the heck they come from. They come yeah. right from here. They come from right here. Unless you're a guy that develops a frog or something like that upriver yeah. or something. Yeah, you got it. You got to sit out here and finesse them up. All right. Hey, I appreciate you taking time to be with us. I hope we get the opportunity to speak to you again tomorrow. It means that you're in the top 50, and, and thanks a lot for taking the I time did, to man. speak with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. The G-Man, Gerald Swindell. Thanks for being with us, sir. Hey, the pros are all lining up to weigh in, and, uh, boy, there's a lot of anticipation of who did what, and, we are with Dean Rojas, and following Bass Track, Dean, you made one of the largest jumps, I think, of any of the fishermen. We're going to start calling you the comeback kid. Uh, you, you keep on uh, pulling these rabbits out of the hat. Yeah, you know, today um, it started off slow, and then it just progressively got better throughout the whole day. And, um, you know, just, I just like, I like what's happening right now, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Hopefully I, make a, I have enough to make the cut. This work a little bit more into game plan with the weather because I know the past two days have been really blowing. Today kind of died down a little bit more. Yeah, it's made it more it's, fishable conditions. Yeah, it's made it made it a little more a little more a little more difficult for me you know, the first two days and stuff. So, uh, but you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's always sunny here. So it's it's I know what they do when they when the sun comes out. I know you predicted uh, this uh, lake could be a big equalizer. You can go out and get a big bag one day and come up dry the next day yeah. and there's a lot of fishermen that uh, made a big move today well that's that's, that's habit for you it's either on or off you know for a lot of guys and stuff so um you know just trying to be consistent here is, is, is hard enough uh you know hard enough to win so i don't know we'll see what happens hopefully we have enough and uh we'll be looking forward to it well let's hope so uh, you know coming up from 50th place uh, right now uh, you know unofficially uh, what a what a jump and way to keep up with it, you no, know. Because I know, I know you weren't really super happy yesterday, so a lot better today. Yeah, a lot better today, and uh, hopefully it's enough for tomorrow. All right, Dean. I hope we'll be seeing you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, in line, Ma, we've run into uh, Chris Link. Chris, welcome to uh, Southwest here. What have your been impressions of? fishing not on the delta and now here at lake havasu well you know it's awesome fishing out here it's, it's a lot like fishing where i grew up in florida you know you got a lot of tulies and tule heads and uh you know those big fish get in there and that's really what i've been concentrating on especially at the delta and even here you know most all my fish have i would have to say all my fish have come out of the tule so that's been a that's been a big plus to you know be able to fish your strengths coming into these events well, you know, here at Lake Havasu, you got 26 miles of lake, you got 40 miles of river, so you got two com- almost completely different types of fishery. Had you had you had a lot of experience out here at Havasu? No, not have any experience at all. So the water's real clear out here too. So, you know, having to change it up a little bit to make a little bit longer pitches than you normally do, like you do in Florida or that stained water in uh, at the Delta. So clear water, you know, I'm just pitching it a little bit farther, staying off the heads a little bit more. Have you ever fished a body of water where you can go fish ha- uh, smallmouth or largemouth and still be in contention? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of places up north have big largemouth and big smallmouth as well. So, 
you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I got actually, I got a smallmouth flipping today in the reed, so that was pretty exciting, yeah. That is. Well, you know, let's go back, first of all, to your first stop at, at the Delta there. That... That had to be something you were licking your chops at with, you know, known predominantly for fishing, shallow water, the toolies. Uh, you know, how would you approach uh, fishing that uh, body of water? Because you're talking about 1,200 miles of waterway, and it, it's tough. It was it tough to figure out what was happening there. Well, not really, because the fish were shallow. I mean, this is the time of year where fish are pushing up to spawn or coming off or garden fry, so... You know, being, you know, where we put in to where we had to run at the Delta, you know, I mean, down there was, you know, obvious where we needed to go fish, you know. It's not like you were going to be able to bust them up the river. So, you know, everybody put, I think, 90% or 100% all ran down to the California Delta instead of fishing the river. Wow. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I've made comment before. Uh, We've all fished a lot of tournaments where... uh, got a lot of people listening to us at fish tournaments at all levels but when it comes down to it you guys have to stand in line with your fish in bump tanks waiting to get on stage or waiting to get to the way and it just doesn't seem uh, to change no matter what level you're fishing at yeah no it doesn't i mean it's the same old behind stage but uh you know the wind's blowing about 35 mile an hour to 40 right now so it uh it's pretty cold right now you happened to mention you were cool as i understand it yeah <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, we appreciate being with us. I hope we get a chance to talk to you not only on Saturday, on Sunday. I think you got a good bag of fish here. you got a good chance at it. Uh, much luck to you, and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's still Friday, and we're backstage uh, with the pros uh, waiting to weigh in, and we got with us Skeet Reese Skeet. Boy, the first day turned out pretty good for you. I hope the second day was as good. No, I, I think you're looking at the wrong leaderboard because I, I was know. in a, I had six oh, pounds right. yesterday. I was in 105th place. So we were following you on uh, Bass Track, and today turned out to be a little bit better day. Yeah. Maybe you salvaged uh, enough to get into the top 50 here. I think I'll be a little bit short, but you know, my, I think my Marshall kind of big-eyed my fish a little bit uh, on the on the Bass Track. But you know, either way, I mean, I rebound quite a bit from yesterday, and you know, so I'll salvage some points out of it. I mean. I don't think I can make the cut, but, you know, unless, you know, the weights really fall off today. Well, let's, so. let's hope that you are. You know, we've been uh, following Bass Track, so hope you get a good chance of making it. But what do you think about uh, BASS coming out here to the West? Uh, fishermen in general seem to, to like the idea of maybe coming out here more often. Well, I think if we come out here every other, you know, every other year or something like that, you know, I know it's expensive for the guys, but I, I don't have much sympathy for them because, I probably spend more than most uh, trying to get back east most of the time, but um, yeah, we have great fisheries out here, and um, you know I think uh, you know we've got to see you know some some of its true colors. I mean, Havasu is fishing uh, better than I ever knew it, and uh, yeah, this is a much different lake than I remember growing up fishing. Oh, you better believe it. Everyone's been looking to to fish it over here, but this is a lake of extremes. We don't have to tell you that it could be 118, can be grease calm, or can be like you've had for the past two days, howling winds. That's <laughs> funny to say. It's seventy some odd degrees, and my my marshal today thought it was like cold. <laughs> so it's just uh, relative to what you get. You get used to desert heat. Seventy degrees is cold. Well, okay. Now you really did well in the Delta, and it seems like all the fishermen love being at the Delta. Uh, uh, Delta fish. Does it fish like the Potomac River or the Sabine, or is it? really a completely different uh, fishery well it is tidal um 
so there is a lot of similarities there. Um, you know, it wound up being a full spawn tournament when we were there, so the tide uh, didn't wasn't quite as big a factor as it normally is. Um, you know, the sight fishing uh, became more of a factor this event than it normally is. Um, but you know, it, for the most part, it's you know, with the tide, you know, comes in, the fish move, tide goes out, they go move. Um, but it's just, it's without a doubt one of the best fisheries in the country. I mean, there's more giants in that place than uh, than most places. Well, uh, maybe uh, the exception of Clear Lake. A lot of the guys were saying, "Boy, I sure wish they'd make a swing up to Clear Lake." I think everyone was biting at the bit to get an opportunity to do that, and then, and even some of the fishermen. That didn't make the first round cut. Uh, they took off and they fished day over Clear Lake. I think. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. yeah, good for them. That's uh, <laughs> um, that is. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I'm a little partial to Clear Lake. It's uh, kind of been my stomping grounds for 30 years, and uh, if we can ever go back there, it'd be great. I mean, I've got uh, someday I'm going to win one. I've got a second, a second, a second, and a second, and a second up there. I'm tired <laughs> of seconds on that place, but uh, it's better than uh, last. Lake Havasu. Does it fish like any other place in the country? You fished. Uh, uh, at? Uh, I'm sure it does. I mean, um, you know, I, I keep going back thinking about Lake Mead and how it fishes, and uh, it's you know definitely it's desert fishing for the most part. Um, but it's a whole lot better lake than it ever used to be. I mean, the, the quagga mussels here, uh, love them or hate them, uh, it's made uh, the fishing here a whole lot better. All right. Well, Skeet Reese, I know you're disappointed in your first day of fishing, but I think you made up for today, and let, let's hope you're going to make it in the first cut, and we'll be speaking to you tomorrow. Uh, if I'm lucky, uh, that would be nice. Thanks for being with Thanks. us again. And hey, we're going to go right down the line here, right behind Skeet Reese. Been on Rod and Radio before, Mr. Russ Lane. Russ, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, guys. Thanks. What do you think about uh, coming out here to the West Coast like this? Have, have you ever been out here before, first of all? Yeah, this is the third uh, time I've been out here to the West Coast fishing the Elite Series. And uh, first time I've been on Lake Havasu, though. And this lake's pretty impressive. It's actually a little bit better than what I thought it was going to be. Well, you know, you didn't have the opportunity to pre-fish it a lot. It seemed like you were busy uh, up north there for a little bit. Come on down here. How do you pre-fish a lake like this that you haven't been on? It's 26 miles long. There's 40 miles of river, and then there's all kinds of backwaters to fish. You know, it's just kind of a process of elimination. You know, there's a there's a lot of things that you know the fish you know aren't going to be doing, and and you get rid of all that, and then and you start with what you know they're doing, and and uh, eliminate a few more things, and just try to get narrowed down as quick as you can. But, you know, these guys are good at that. They, they figure out, you know, all the patterns and the, and the, where the schools of fish are. They figure them out quicker than anybody. Well, what, what, uh, what were your, uh, your feelings about uh, fishing the Delta? Is that fish like any other place you've ever been at? Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Okeechobee as far as the cover. Um, a, lot of, a lot of frogging and, you know, flipping heavy matted grass. So, you know, it, it reminds me a whole lot of Okeechobee, minus, you know, minus the tide swings. Okay. Um, you know, a really different kind of a lake. Are, are you used to fishing a lake that has such a, a population of largemouth and smallmouth? And, and how, do you, how do you figure out what to target? You just, you know, I guess it's just what I do, you know. I, you know, I get out there and try to figure out a pattern for, uh, you know, what the smallmouths are doing and also the largemouths, and that way you have, you know, if you have two different options depending on what, you know, how the conditions change, and, you know, that way you're able to make adjustments. Well, Lake Havasu is definitely a body of water where the conditions have changed overnight. Probably 
driving on over here from the Delta. You went through monsoons. You had uh, uh, grease calm conditions uh, for pre-fish. Uh, and then all of a sudden, tournament day comes up, and it's howling. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, that's that's typical. We, we expect the weathers to make huge changes and huge swings everywhere we go because that's just what it that's just what it does and, uh, uh, part of being a professional is right. to uh, figure out what the heck's happening that's right and the uh, guys that can make the adjustments with those weather changes and water water condition changes that can make those adjustments the quickest that's the guys that always come out on top well what do you think we're gonna you think we're gonna be seeing you in the first cut here uh in speaking to you tomorrow um it's gonna be close i it's you know it could go either way give or take a few places so we'll just have to wait and see i hope so okay now you know you're gonna have a, a few weeks before your next tournament what are you going to do in your off time because you've had two back-to-back and it and the two lakes aren't necessarily that close together so you're probably going to appreciate your downtime a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Russ Lane, hey, thanks a lot for being with us. We look forward to, to hearing you again on Ron Rear Radio. Let's, uh, let's cheer for you and hope you make that cut and uh, appreciate you being with us. And, and thanks also to the people at uh, Spro Products uh, for uh, sponsoring you. They're good friends of ours, and uh, I hope they helped out a little bit here at uh, Lake Havasu. Yeah, absolutely they did. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. This is Captain James Nelson. As a full-time fishing guide in San Diego, I am not only able to show my guests a memorable time on our waters, but my clients get to fish the same quality gear I choose to use. Whether pulling on drag-screaming bonefish in San Diego Bay, huge largemouth bass from our local lakes, or the feisty calico bass and yellowtail in our local kelp beds, I choose Cousins Fishing Rods to fit my needs. Quality fishing rods from Cousins Tackle keep me doing what I love to do. Take this from a dude that fishes for a living. Whether you fish saltwater or freshwater, bass or tuna, Cousins Tackle handcrafts their all-USA-made fishing rods with you, the angler, in mind. Check out their full line of high-quality fishing rods at CousinsTackle.com or call me, Captain James Nelson, at 619-395-0799 for my personal recommendations. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 
Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Anglers Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G Lumis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western plastics hand poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Anglers Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1 800 428 8730. All right, it's Saturday, and the top 50 fishermen are now uh, being whittled down to the top 12. Again, we're behind the stages of the Bassmaster Elite Tournament at Lake Havasu, and right now uh, the fishermen are starting to line up. Uh, they're in the bump tanks. They're getting their fish at least uh, uh, checked uh, by the officials backstage, and they're beginning to line up. And... Uh, have a little insight on who did what. So we're going to try and interview some of the guys that made big moves right now, according to Bass Track. A lot of guys made a big move. Uh, Toshiro Omori, he made a big move up uh, from... Uh, uh, also, uh, uh, Casey Ashley made a big move. James Niggemeyer also, he made a big move too. Uh, Justin Lucas made a big move. Uh, Aaron Martins made a big move. Dean Rojas made a big move. This is all according to... Fast track, but we're going to find out for sure how these guys did. So uh, stay tuned. There's still more to come on Ron Real Radio. All right. Hey, we are with Clifford Perch. Clifford, you had a great two days of fishing. We're here on Saturday. Looks like you have another big bag of fish. How'd it go for you today? Well, you know, I got some decent ones the first half of the day, and, uh, you know, luckily, because, uh, you know, I've been catching them pretty good late, and I just, I kept thinking I was going to get that late flurry, and I really didn't get it today, you know. Uh, um, I, I've got a decent bag, but I, I don't have near what I've been catching, so uh, I left the door open a little bit, and, you know, I'll still get a go again tomorrow, I think, but, uh, a lot you know, different, A lot it, different conditions today than... Uh, uh, the first two days you had, you know, gale force winds. Today it calmed down a little bit. That change your game plan a little bit. Uh, maybe you did something you wanted to do or something you didn't want to do uh, uh, happened or what? Well, you know, um, I've caught them when it's windy and when it's calm. It just, uh, you know, I think it made it made it easier for some other guys to kind of uh, hone in on it a little bit. But uh, um, you know, maybe they weren't quite as active today without that wind. That's that's all I can guess. But uh, you know, I, like I said, it just it was it was a little harder to get bites today, and uh, you know, I think there's still some around, but uh, you know, I, I really 
I really was was waiting for that late late flurry. Like I said, it just didn't happen today. Chances are real good you're going to be in that top 12. Only be uh, fishing against 12 guys as compared to I don't know how many. Uh, you know, you have a lot of experience on this lake. Does this uh, lake uh, really start showing pressure after a little while, or are there enough fish to go out here and still get a good bag? Well, there's a lot of them still in there, but it, yeah, it, it, it definitely gets the pressure, especially where I'm fishing. You know, there's just a lot of guys that really keyed in, and it's, uh, it's a good area, but it's, it's been really, really worked over. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, there's still probably five good ones around, but uh, they're they're not biting just everything that comes by. You know, well, if there's five good ones over around. You can you can find them for sure. Well, I hope so. That's that's my goal, and uh, hopefully catch five big ones and get them to weigh in. Tomorrow. Okay, Clifford. Good luck making it into the top twelve. We'll be rooting for you on Sunday. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for being with us. You bet. All right, we're at the uh, Saturday weigh-in at Bassmaster Classic and with uh, Bassmaster Champion Casey Ashley. Casey, I don't know if you know it or not, made a pretty big jump today. It was pretty good out there for you. Yeah, you know, I got some got some good bites today and got them in. That's the big key, you know. It's a, This place, is, it's hard to get a good bite. When you do, you need to capitalize on it. I did lose one good fish today, too. This can be uh, the great equalizer over here. You were started off in 25th, and right now it looks like uh, you're in line to make the cut, and that's uh, what you come here for. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if I can catch one tomorrow. But I look forward to it. If I get to go fishing, I'm covering all new water. I'm not fishing the same places two days in a row. I'm just covering new stuff. So tomorrow I plan on doing the same thing if I get to fish. Well, the conditions have really changed, too. You went from, you know, hurricane force winds to, to calm down a little bit for you. Yeah, and I don't think there's, you know, big groups of fish that, that pull into these places, you know. You'll just catch one here, one there. You know, and it's just hard to go back to an area and do the same thing every day. So, for me, just jumping around, fishing new water seems to be the key for me. Well, Casey, congratulations today. Made a big jump. I hope you get in there for uh, fishing tomorrow. It looks like you might. Uh, best of luck to you, and thanks for being with us. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Hey, right behind Casey Ashley, we've got uh, Justin Lucas. And, Justin, you made a great jump today. You started off the day in 26, and right now, there looks like there's a good chance you're going to make uh, the top 12. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. You know, I got fortunate and got one real big one and uh, four, you know, average three-pounders for Havasu now. There's a lot of good fish in this lake, and it's hard to get to a six-pounder, but there are a lot of three-pounders out there. Well, not only that, there's been a lot of pressure on this lake. You figure yeah. for the first two days, yeah. uh, there were... Uh, three uh, two days there's a lot of people fishing this lake and so you come over you you think you're getting leftovers but a lot of big fish here oh yeah there definitely is you know that one i caught that six pounder it's a fresh fish hadn't been hooked uh, all week you know i could tell by the inner mouth looking there but uh you know still got a lot of work to do tomorrow so yeah the uh, weather conditions changed Did that help you or hurt you or what I, you know it's pretty much the same thing i've been throwing a drop shot almost all week and uh you know not really i don't think it makes much of a difference at all there's just more post-spawn fish moving out from the shallows every day and that probably helps me a little bit what i'm doing well congratulations looks like a big charge today hope you're in that top 12 and we get a chance to speak with you tomorrow all right thank you very much thank you very much justin lucas hey we are with brandon palachip brandon you know different conditions today than the first two days how did it go for you uh today was a little bit tougher uh you know the first couple days i've been getting a pretty good morning bite and today i just really struggled early this morning uh, i ended up getting on a late flurry uh, found a new spot late this afternoon and uh, ended up pulling up three times so 
hopefully that late flurry will be enough to get me to fish tomorrow. The change in weather conditions change your uh, the way you looked at the uh, at the fishing here, or did you do pretty much the same thing and go with your game plan? Uh, I think it 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 changed the way that I had to catch them. Um, you know, changed the areas that I was fishing in. I mean, they you take away the wind. And you add this hot sun, the fish are going to change. You know, the conditions are way different from yesterday. Uh, and so those fish, they just, they adapt, they change, and you got to change with them. All right. Well, got a good bag today. Uh, you make the top 12. Uh, you think you know where the fish are uh, for Sunday? <laughs> Even if you knew where they were today, they may be gone tomorrow. These fish have moved a lot. I've caught them in different areas every single day. So uh, tomorrow... If I make the cut tomorrow, I may swing for the fences a little bit and you know try to come in with a 20-plus pound bag. All right, you got to check your fish in here. Let me let you do that, Brandon Palachek. Thanks a lot for being with us. Thank Hope you. to be talking to you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. All right, going down the line here, and we're with Takahito Murray, and this is probably one of the fishermen that's made one of the the biggest jumps of the day. How did it go for you out there, Takahito? Uh, I had a great day. Caught. Uh, Maybe eight keeper and uh, three fish right on a four to six pound. So uh, I just had a good day. What uh, changed for you today? The first uh, two days really windy. Calm down a little bit. Did that help you? Uh, uh, did your game plan work better or what? No, I uh, I lost a good one first day. I lost a big one yesterday. And today I got everything bet. And I got in the boat. So I'm doing exactly the same since past the tournament. So All I right. Think, yeah, finally I'm, pr- come I'm pretty sure you're broken in. You're going to be in the top 12. Uh, uh, do you think you still have enough fish to go out there and win this thing tomorrow? Uh, I hope so. They had a lot of fish out there. All right, sir. Hey, well, good luck out there. We look forward to speaking to you tomorrow and your fishing tomorrow. Hope to see you up there in the winter circle. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now we've run into Aaron Martins. Aaron, big move today. Congratulations in 41. Uh, right now, the, the, unofficially, you might be in the top 12. I hope you make I think, it. I think so. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. How did it work for you today? Very uh, very tough morning. I struggled a lot. I broke one off in the habitat, which I really needed. Uh, caught three out there. But I really struggled. I, I made a move at the end of the day, and, and one did what I've been doing most of the day, the last couple days. And, and yesterday, I had 12 bites in it, but I only caught two at 12. I had the worst day, like one of the worst days I've ever had. And I did it today. I changed my hook and ended up catching a... I got five bites and caught three of them in an hour and a half. Wow. I caught four and two threes, so I saved my butt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, you've been fishing in heavy winds for the past couple of days. Uh, did you go out today uh, maybe changing your tactics, or were you going to no. just do the same thing to see if they bit better? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Havasu. I got so many fights yesterday. I, I, I kind of goofed and didn't do it earlier, but it's, it's just a grind. You know, we beat up on it so hard. It's, it's getting really uh, a lot of anything too far from here. The ones I caught today, most of them were not release fish, but I started on release fish hoping to catch them. And I was around 20 other boats, and, you know, Clifford Cliff Perch is the only guy that was really sticking them. I mean, a few guys caught one here and there. I caught a couple, but... But it was a it was a grind. They weren't biting real good. I know they're out there. You see them on the graph. Yeah, you can see them out there. So you make the top twelve. Uh, enough fish out there uh, to maybe make it all the way up to the top tomorrow. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I big move thought, today. Thought that Justin Lucas at like one thirty had like thirteen pounds. He went out on the habitats, caught six pounder at the end of the day. So you know, and it looks like he hasn't weighed in yet. Takahiro, he's had a big day. He's got a big day. Yeah. He's had a big day. Yeah. Looks like he might move into first place. Can't tell you, but yeah. you know this uh, this uh, lake is you know is a great g- game changer. You can go out and, you can, and uh, you, can, you can stumble here really easy. Well, you didn't today. Congratulations. No. Uh, Let's hope we're going to be talking to you in the top 12. Uh, I hope so. Did your mom give you any advice last night? Uh, you know, she's your no. biggest uh, she watched rooter. Me. She watched me for about 15, 20 minutes today. She found me. And then, and she then ran, she, she said, ran, she go ran, away, go away. Yeah, she ran over <laughs> one, of the, one of the points I was on fish, but I was like, no big deal. That's awesome. All right, I Eric. I catch one in front of her, but I, I tried. All right, sir. Hey, congratulations. Hope we'll be talking to you tomorrow on the top 12. But congratulations on making the move. Fantastic fishing today. Thank you. All right. Hey, moving down the line, we run into Edwin Evers and Edward. I, I, I got it, Edwin. I, you have fished probably most more consistently than everybody <laughs> over here. But, you know, consistency is what counts. I don't know. We'll, uh, you know, I'd like to make it till tomorrow, so we'll just see what I got. You know, I think I maybe have 15 pounds today, so... Uh, did a little bit better today landing those fish. You know, I lost a couple of big ones yesterday. That kind of kind of hurt. So uh, uh, covering a lot of water, keeping my head down, and you know, just trying to fish what's in front of me. You know, doing two, three different little things, and uh, uh, you know, I just need some more fish to swim up to where I'm fishing. Yeah. You know, to make a good morning. Well, you know, the first two days you were fishing in heavy winds, and today changed a little bit. Did that change your game plan? Uh, you know, it was able. You're able to slow down a little bit. You know. Uh, I kind of liked it a little better, you know, without that wind blowing. It just, you know, it, it doesn't spook those fish. I don't know. You just, I think they position better. Okay. And you're, it's in the plan that, that tomorrow's even going to be a little nicer. Uh, uh, you think uh, you got enough fish that uh, you might be able to come in with a victory uh, tomorrow? Hey, you know, if you're fishing that final day, you've always got a chance, you know. So uh, that's all I want is just to have a chance. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can tomorrow to catch all I can. You know, for those fishermen that aren't uh, familiar with uh, uh, with where you've been fishing, do you have that much familiarity with Lake Havasu? And what do you think about it as a fisher? I'd never been here before till Monday, and uh, man, it's one of the most beautiful fisheries I've ever seen. It's just a, it's unreal, you know, just to be such a clear body of water and fish, you know, out there deep, fish shallow. And it's just, it's a, it's a really, really neat lake. I know, uh, you know, several years ago we interviewed uh, Al Linder, and he. Uh, uh, couldn't believe that there was such a population of smallmouth here, and he likes fishing smallmouth. Now Al Linder winters here just because of the smallmouth. So there's some uh, great fishing here, and you've taken advantage of it. You've been uh, real consistent, and I'm hoping we're going to be speaking with you tomorrow. Thank you, bud. Me too. Good luck. Edwin Evers. Hey, we are here with Gary Klein. We've been talking about guys that have making big jumps today, and uh, 
Gary, you had a pretty good day of fishing. Uh, it's going to be uh, a real knee knocker whether or not you make the top 12, but at least you, you fished well enough to put yourself in the position to do that. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about. I got on this body of water, you know, it's been a long time since I've been on Havasu and had the opportunity to, you know, fish. And uh, I'm slowly starting to learn this lake, and I got better every day with my weights. Uh, so, yeah, I would love to fish tomorrow, but I, I'm probably going to end up maybe in the top 20. Uh, you know, and actually starting out in 57th place, I mean, that's, no. a, that's a pretty good move. You did really well, really well. Uh, tell me, you know, conditions changed a lot? Heavy winds the uh, first two days kind of died down a little bit? Well, Does that change your plan? Well, it, yeah, I mean, I fished, you know, three different areas, you know, pretty much. You know, I've been moving around a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the first day, you know, I just focused out of the wind. I stayed in an area I was more in survival mode than anything else, and I shouldn't have been. I fished too conservative the first day, uh, and then, of course, you know, the second day I improved, and today I improved. But, you know, what's really going on with this lake is you have all these, you know, there's been a big spawn going on in this lake. Sure. And a lot of these females now are post-spawn. They're moving out. They're hungry. Um, I caught a couple big large mouth today that had 10 or 12 bigger ones with it. So, you know, they start schooling up like that. It's good post-spawn. Overall, uh, you know, how do you consider this lake? Uh, You know, you get a chance to fish all over the country. Uh, uh, How do you compare uh, Havasu to a lot of the other places you fish? Well, I mean, you know, this week it was my favorite lake. Uh, (laughs) You know, in a couple weeks I'll be at Kentucky Lake. But I really enjoyed being out here. I love the desert. And, uh, you know, I've all, that's one of the reasons why I always look forward to fishing the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, it brought me down here in the desert and it gave me an excuse to spend a couple of weeks. So, you know, in Texas, we don't have scenery like this. No, well, a lot different than those uh, first days over at Oroville and stuff like that, huh? Oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, anyhow, it's just uh, it's been fun to be out here on the West Coast, and uh, I look forward to coming back. Well, whether or not you make the top 12 or not, congratulations on sticking with it and making a big move today and showing them that the West Coast guys, at least former West Coast guys, still have it, okay? Exactly. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for being with us on I'm Rod de- and Real I'm Radio. De- I'm definitely West Coast, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being with us on Rod and Real Radio. Thank you. Hey, we're talking about fishermen that made a big jump, and here's one of the guys that did really well. You were started off in 30th place, and I don't know, unofficially, you might have enough fish to be in the top 12. How, how did it go for you today? Well, uh, you know, that's that's the, from the start of the day, I really wanted to try to make that top 12 cut. So, um, you know, I don't know, it's unofficial, and we don't know wh- how it's all going to shake out, but uh, I didn't catch a lot of fish. I just happened to get the, the right quality bites today. Um, I've been probably getting anywhere from 8 to 10, maybe a little bit more 12 keeper bites a day, but it's been falling every day, but I've been getting a little bit better understanding of how they're positioned and what to kind of look for so today i got a little bit better quality but not as many i think i had like six or seven bites or six or seven keepers and uh but uh well, better quality. Know, the conditions changed considerably you were uh you know fishing in hurricane type winds for the past two days died down a little bit did you change your game plan going into today no i've changed nothing i've just continued to do what i've been doing to get here and um, if I make it tomorrow, that's probably what I'll do tomorrow as well. Well, if you get into that top 12, uh, you've seen a lot of fish. Are you going to be going back to the same places? Or are you going to go for the uh, fences and try places that uh, you haven't tried yet? I've been mixing in a little bit of new water every day, but for the most part, I'll be going back to the same stuff. So you kind of like pattern fishing? Are you saying, hey, I caught some fish? You know, in a structure in an area that looked like this, and uh, I'm going to see if I can, uh, you know, produce that somewhere else. Absolutely, I, I'm looking for stuff that looks real similar to the things that uh, that have been producing for me in other parts of the lake, and so I'm just kind of moving around and trying to expand it every day. And I've been able to add a little bit more every day. 
talked to a few of the fishermen. They've talked about wolf packs and that uh, they'll catch a fish out of a, uh, a pack of fish and they've got the smallest fish in the pack. Do you find that happening to you today? No, no wolf packs for me. <laughs> Mine are loners. All right. Yeah. Well, James Ziegemeyer, I tell you, coming up from 30th place, getting a chance to be in the top 12, you leapfrogged a lot of great names, a lot of you know, really competitive pros. Congratulations for putting in a good day on the water. We hope to be talking to you on Sunday. Well, I hope to be talking to you on Sunday. Nothing's official yet, so we'll we'll see. Wait to the wait to see how much these fish weigh. Still a good day. I know yes, you're kind so. of disappointed, you know, and just being 30th after you know, two days, but to to make that move like that shows a lot of guts. Congratulations. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. In 52nd position, they made a giant rally. Two-time Bassmaster Classic Qualifier. Two-time Bassmaster Champion from Kalamazoo, Michigan, Jamie Lee Johnson. Hey, Truly a living legend in this sport. Former Florida Bassmaster Angler of the Year. A 30-time Bassmaster Classic Qualifier. Originally from the West Coast, now makes his home in Waterford, Texas, Mr. Derek Klein.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed your journey to the BASS Elite event at Lake Havasu, listening to some of the pros. I know some of them you may have heard from, some of them you know, most of the names you knew, maybe a few of them you didn't, but it was a great few days of fishing. Don't know if we'll be able to tell you who exactly won the event. We're going to try and do that. But if we didn't, just go to uh, BassMasters.com or check out Rod and Reel Radio, and we'll have the results posted there. So on behalf of JR, Ben, my producer locally, Stan and Wendy, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, we want to wish you a good night. You have a great week of fishing, and we look forward to speaking to you again next Sunday night starting at 5.05 p.m., on Rod Real Radio, AM 540. Go to com if you can't get us live on AM 540. So good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah.